That was fucked up. It is Saturday, October 23rd, the day of the Muse concert in New York. If you don't live in New York, haha. Oh, wait, that would be Pete who doesn't live in New York. Where's Pete? Hi, I'm here. Not yeah, in New you York. are. Yeah, you are. Not going to see Muse, but I am going to get drunk tonight, so it's okay. Ah, uh, drown your sorrows in liquor. Who else is here? I, I, see, I see an Al somewhere in the crowd. Yeah, that's the other one that's going to the Muse That's concert. the other one that's going to the Muse concert. Say hi, Al. Hi, Al. There you go. And I'm your host, Austin. What am I the host of? This is a Try Games Network podcast. What do we do here? Talk about video games. Yeah. Yes, we do. Who's stapling? I'm shooting my Indiana Jones pistol. Oh, thought you were stapling. Is that where you're going to be for Halloween? I haven't been following your Twitter pics on purpose. No, I'm not being Indiana Jones, though I'm well, being someone very care. similar to Indiana Jones. But I had to buy an Indiana Jones kit for certain pieces. Leather chaps. Uh, are you? And I got a pistol. Bang, bang. I almost bought leather chap, like fake leather chaps. Are you Nathan Drake? Or are you going to go with a half tuck? Hey, you did. That's who I am. Nice. Make oh, sure, wow. sure get the half tuck right. I do. And make make sure you like tape record Nolan North, and just whenever someone talks to you, just hit the tape recorder. Are we jumping into shit like talking about shit right now? Because I can go into depth about my crazy like Halloween costume search. What have you been playing? Have you been playing Halloween Costume Quest Search or Costume Quest? I have played Costume Quest. Ah, but... that'd be a great segue. What would, you, what, what would you like me to talk about first? Real life or video games? Um, you decide. Okay. Be a surprise right now. What is Pete going to talk about? Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk about my real costume first because I'll just get that out of the way. If you didn't guess that by now, you lose. So. I <laughs> I was originally going to be Bender from Futurama for Christmas, right? Oh, or for tough. Christmas? What? <laughs> nice. <laughs> for right, well, maybe shiny I'll, daffodil I, ass. I might still be Bender for Christmas. Who knows? But I was That's originally going to be Bender for Halloween, and I decided like that because I went to the wedding and whatnot that I wasn't going to have enough money to like buy all the pieces I would need to build like a really good Bender costume. Like I didn't want to just go like cardboard boxes or something. I wanted to actually make it look cool. Right. Um, and so I didn't really think I was gonna have the time or the money. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll be Nathan Drake. I mean, all the stuff he wears is like normal clothes. It should be kind of easy. The problem was I didn't have anything, even a pair of jeans to like even start the costume off with. So I had to go buy like everything. So I had to buy jeans, a shirt, a new belt, a belt buckle, um, all this stuff. And so like I was running all over the place looking for stuff. And like, then I started running in trouble with like the accessories, namely the belt buckle and the uh, leather shoulder holster that he wears. Um, Apparently there's only like one place in Boston that really sells like authentic belt buckles. And Nathan Drake wears a belt buckle that is not apparently a real belt buckle because it looks like from the pictures I have of him, that it has a Jolly Roger on it. It's like a gold oval shape, and it looks like it has a Jolly Roger on it, or at least a, a skull similar to a Jolly Roger. Uh, and when I said this to the woman at this like Western wear store, she's like, "Well, that's probably not right because that wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be an item that like they would have put uh, like an uh, a thing they would have put an icon they would have put on like a belt Western belt buckle or like any kind of real belt buckle." Uh, and I wanted to be, well, you know, this is a video game character, bitch, so it's probably on there. But 
I was like, all right. So I like looked around there and all their belt buckles are really expensive, like 50 bucks or more. And these are like, you know, like real deal belt buckles. So I went to some, you know, like punk rock, like trendy store and found just a generic belt. It, it's a, it's a, like a Boston hot topic, I guess it's called Hoot and Annie. <laughs> but um, it's Hoot and Annie. So anyway, uh, I went in there and I got a belt buckle for like 12 bucks or whatever. And uh, it's not like, it's not a Nathan Drake's belt buckle, but I feel it's appropriate for the costume. It's got two lions on it and like a weird little cross dagger icon thing on it. Uh, so anyway, uh, but then, yeah, my major problem came from trying to find this fucking holster because, I mean, he wears a leather holster and it's a very specific type. At first, I was just looking for any kind of leather shoulder holster. But then as I examined the more, more of the pictures, he definitely has this one that's got like where the gun goes, the holster part is vertical and it's a cross shoulder thing so it's like got an x in the back the like leather straps come around and on the other side he's got a double ammo pouch so this is apparently a rare item because they don't make leather shoulder holsters anymore really that have vertical like gun pouch holster thingies so to find to buy like a real one would cost probably double the price of a regular one so you were looking at like 150 or more um yeah 150 bucks for one thing uh and i was almost ready to buy it if I didn't have a party to go to this like today, uh, I would have probably bought one because I have another party I'm going to next week, you know, right around Halloween. And if I only had the one party, I probably would have been crazy and bought it because I would have had enough time for shipping. Like I would have bought it online. Uh, oh, yeah. There's like hardly any gun stores or anything in fucking Boston either. Apparently, Boston kind of sucks for this stuff. Um, not like I want gun stores, but, you know, it would have been helpful at this point. Um, so, uh yeah, what I went up and what I ended up doing was uh, just finding like uh, stuff at a costume shop, like I said, like this Indiana Jones kit and uh, um, these like leather strappy thingies. Like they they were actually leather, like fake. I keep I keep saying leather, but it's like with major air quotes, scare quotes, because it's Halloween scare quotes. Uh, anyway, uh, like these fake leather belts that I just uh, got two of them and uh, super glued them together and made them into the shoulder holster, and I like totally ghetto rigged it. And there'll be pictures of me. I mean, there's a picture of it on my Twitter right now as one of my costume pieces because I've been tweeting my costume pieces as I've been getting them. Um, and there'll be pictures of me in my full costume. And hopefully I pulled it together well enough to make do without spending a lot. Although this, this costume still wound up costing me over $100. I still have to go buy shoes. Uh, and for that money and how much running around I did, I could have just been fucking Bender. <laughs> how, how much do you think the, um, the Bender costume would have run you? Because uh, how much of it would, would you have to really spend a lot of money on and how much of it would just have been time and effort? I think the time would have been – would Bender would have been more time because I would have bought like – I would have bought uh, – I don't know what the hell it's called. Those like – those tubing things that you see like – you know like uh, those plastic tubing things that like would go like to water or – PVC fucking, No, It's not really PVC because it's not like thick. It's like you know a thin one but it's like – got that spirally shape or like that like uh accordion style shape and it's bendy yeah i know you kind of know what i'm talking about anyway because like, i, I have home no Depot. idea what you're talking about one of you one of you please send me a, a an image link because i am very oh. curious now man i gotta I go look have something. To know what it is for us uh, i don't know the name of it it's black tubing <laughs> that's all you need to know uh that would have been my arm oh no place. i know what you're talking about now yes i know what you're talking about i would have spray painted it like you know, silver or whatever, or gray, and that would have been my arms and leg pieces, and then I would probably would have bought, um, like, Bender has conical, uh, like, hands and feet, so I probably would have bought, like, super, like, 
like oversized, not like huge, but like big enough to fit my feet and arms into lampshades and spray those gray. Right. Um, and then I would have probably bought some sort of big boxy, like lightweight metal shape thing. I don't know what it would have been. Something that would have like, yeah, I don't know something. Maybe I mean, I mean, I could even went with something like a, like a, a oversized uh, garbage like bin or something like that that would hopefully not weigh too much uh, and sprayed that you know or something. But like something for the body and then something for the head. I would have I would have like scoured home department type store like you know dumpsters, recycling yeah, I bins, dumpsters and stuff. I would have actually bartered with homeless people to find appropriate pieces to make a metal bender instead of like a cardboard bender. Um, so I don't know. It may have been just as difficult, and I feel like I probably would have spent about the same amount of money. Uh, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Indiana Jones gun. Oh, it's now going. Oh, I broke my gun. There we go. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, that's my costume. That was my real life costume quest, and I tried the demo for costume quest, which, while fun, was nowhere near as hectic. Um. I don't know if you guys tried the demo for costume quest or not, but nope. mm. uh, saw so a quick look. My impressions of it from I did not finish the demo because as I was playing through the demo, I kept feeling like, you know, I'm going to probably want to buy this game at some point and everything I'm doing in the demo like right now, you can't save for like unless I buy the game right away, you know, nothing's going to transfer over. So it was like kind of feeling like a waste of time for me. So I played the demo for maybe about half hour to an hour uh, and I feel that okay for those who don't know costume quest is you know uh double fine game you know ron gilbert and uh uh um oh my god what's his name tim schaefer yeah uh worked ron gilbert did work on this one right i believe so yes let me check but keep talking either way monkey allen guys you know working on this game again this like adventure style game uh it's it's kind of action adventure it it reminds me a lot of the penny arcade game in the way that combat works because you know you're walking around this environment and you're talking to people and pseudo solving puzzles uh or taking on quests like your early quests are what you are as you're a kid you know on halloween trick-or-treating with your little sister or a brother depending on who you pick because you can be a boy or girl so i was a boy and i was trick-or-treating with my little sister and she got kidnapped by this weird ogre thing and so then your main goal is to go find her but you also have other quests, like you can still go to houses and trick-or-treat, and one of the quests is to trick-or-treat to 20 houses. Um, so uh, I was doing that. You go around, you do that, and uh, like sometimes when you trick-or-treat at a house, a door will open, and instead of a person, there'll be an ogre guy in there, and you'll get into a fight. And when you get into a fight, it does like the, you know, the Final Fantasy or whatever, you know, fade away into a battle scene. Uh, and it's kind of a real t- quick time type of battle st- system where uh it's real simple you like push a button for an attack right now i only had basic attacks uh so like be you're when you're in a battle man i'm all over the place right now when you're in a battle you you more i don't want to say morph but it becomes the costume you're wearing becomes more uh pronounced or uh what the hell's the word i'm looking for when you fucking embellish something um exaggerated there you go uh Uh, so it becomes like that. Like, so you start off wearing a like a cardboard box robot costume, right? And if you're the boy, anyway. And when you get into a fight, you become this big, you know, hulking mech thing. Uh, it's basically, you know, you kind of 
fighting through the imagination of this little kid because he's a robot and he's going to kick some ass. So as a robot, your basic attack is like a punch and then uh, you get a, a super attack, which is missiles or something like that. Um, I don't remember if it was a punch or not. It was some sort of robot move. Uh, so you hit the button, like you hit X for the, the attack and then a bar will start going across the screen and you have to time a button press uh, and that'll make you like either do, I think... I don't know if I never actually missed the button press. So I don't know if you miss it if you miss the attack or if it just does less damage. Um, but I know when the enemy's attacking, it'll also do a button press. Like you know, it, as the enemy goes into attack, it'll be like press B now or something. And it's always random the button. So like, uh, if you press the corresponding button, then they do less damage. But if you miss the button, they'll still do or they'll do more damage. So I don't know how it works with the ear attack. To, answer, way, to quickly answer your question, uh, Ron Gilbert did not start working, or at least did not announce his acceptance of a position at Double Fine until, uh, it says here, September 24th. So it's doubtful that he actually did much work on Costume Quest, if at all. But he's going to be working on other stuff. Okay. I mean, I thought I remember seeing his name when I started up the game, but I may have just been, like, I may be making that up in my head. Um, and, uh... Yeah. So anyway, back to the game. So, like I said, the combat's very Penny Arcade adventure style combat. Uh, yeah. And what else was I gonna say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the game itself, like walking around the world and talking to the characters and stuff, it has a very similar charm and feel to Psychonauts. Um, I don't know if it's because you're little kids and stuff, and you know, like it's it's innocent but goofy, and like that's kind of what Psychonauts was. Um, and uh, visually, it kind of reminds me of Psychonauts 2. Maybe it's because it's Halloween and the colors used. I don't know, like, if that's just what it is. If you guys have played, you might be able to, like, you know, you, you could agree or disagree with me. Uh, so at some point, you guys should try the demo and let me know what you think. But I'll probably pick it up because it's quirky and I'm, you know, a Tim Schafer fan. And the Psychonauts and Penny Arcade vibes I'm getting off it are really selling it for me. Um so yeah, I I, mean, I enjoyed the little bit of time I played with the demo, and uh, even in the demo it was funny. Like they were doing stupid little jokes, like uh, um, just things like breaking the fourth wall, where like you'll talk to somebody and be like, "Sorry, this option is only available in the full game," and like you know your character will be like, "Oh, the full game! I hear that's the most awesomest thing ever." And then like they'll be like, "Well, I hope in the full game they break the fourth wall less." Uh, <laughs> <something> <laughs> like um, and oh, this other thing you can do, you can pick up other mem like party members uh, other kids in costumes will join you like for instance the first one i got and the only one i got in the demo was this kid that was getting bullied by other kids for his candy and so i saved him and he had on a knight costume and he joined me and once you have someone join you with another costume then you can like insta switch between your costume and their costume basically you just like hold down a button and it's like you guys are changing costumes um so uh you can like switch your costumes for different abilities. Like when you're traversing the world, they have different special abilities. Like the robot costume can do a uh, a dash move because you're wearing roller skates. Um, and uh, the knight costume can do like a party shield move. I guess if you get attacked in the world, I don't know if that happens or not. What the shield's good for? Because I haven't had any purpose to use it in the in the actual world part outside of combat. But I'm sure it comes in useful at some point. Um, and uh, real quick, the other thing that I forgot to mention then, since I uh, was talking about um, wait, what the hell was it? Man, I lost my place. <laughs> Don't laugh. Hang on. Good. Very good. Yes. So you can switch cost. Oh, oh, building costumes. You will also pick up uh, 
like blueprints for building costumes and then you'll find pieces to make new costumes so that's why it's called costume quest because you are constantly i don't know how many costumes are actually in the game um but you can you get different costumes throughout the game i think outside of party members joining and i do know one of the costumes is apparently a robot unicorn because i remember people talking about that on podcasts (laughs) which is pretty cool um that's all i got to say about costume quest unicorn Uh, try the demo and uh yeah I'm Nathan yeah, <laughs> Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Great Ow. segue. I know you've been playing some Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. Why don't do you want to kick it Who's off? About... <laughs> uh huh. Oh sure. Um, Let's talk about some Super Meat Boy because that game is fucking awesome. What what Brad Shoemaker affectionately calls Super Super Fuck Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see it being called Super Fuck Fuck. Um. What can I say? I mean, Super Meat Boy is like one of the Lots. great homages to uh, old school gaming. It's a jump platformer, uh, and the object is to save your girlfriend, Bandage Girl, from the evil menace, Dr. Fetus, which <laughs> is a fetus inside a robot suit that, according, not according, but as Brad Shoemaker so eloquently said, He's a baby inside a robot suit inside a tailored suit. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think he's wearing a monocle. And, and he hates yeah, you. and he's wearing a monocle. He and he hates you. Um, but there's so many different, like, references to so many games and and just pieces of game history. Uh, I've, I've only made it to the third stage so far. Not the third level of the first stage, but the third big area. Oh, stages are, are groupings of levels, you mean? Yeah, there's like 20 okay. levels in a in a world. Gotcha. I'll call it world instead of stage. But there's like I the first world is the forest, and the second world is the hospital, and this Wait, third made, world is you like, made always up to world three. Yeah. Did um, you do, I, did you do the dark world stuff though? No, I I'm just going oh. through the library right now. That's okay. another thing. Um, Are you eating candy corn? I am eating candy corn. Oh, oh shit! How'd you identify it as candy corn? Because he was eating candy corn last week. Ah, okay. It's gross. Damn, those are some good ears. Uh, Sounds, so tastes like fucking wax. Mm-hmm. Because it is wax. Uh, right. Oh. <laughs> so it, basically, the progression in Super Meat Boy is that there are twenty levels and a boss level, and inside the twenty levels, you essentially just have to jump over platforms or bounce off of walls and stuff to reach Bandage Girl. In which case, once you reach Bandage Girl, Doctor Fetus comes out and does something funny, uh, and steals her or whatever to go to the next stage just something funny like punches her in the face yeah or throws a spear and uppercuts her like <laughs> scorpion i was like what the fuck that was scorpion so anyway um also scattered throughout the levels are portals that take you to warp zones that put you in like throwback situations like the first one kind of puts you in a nintendo type of scenario and there's another one that um i really don't want to spoil anything but it there are cameo characters in the game. It was really awesome. And uh, there's another one where you kind of go into a Game Boy and you play in spinach color Game Boy, whatnot. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Um, and what's cool about those levels is that they're 8 bit, uh, almost like true to the console that it's emulating versions of the background music of the, uh, the world that you're already playing in. And the music in this game is like really catchy too. Um, let's see what else can I say without actually spoiling anything. 
um, nothing. It's it's an awesome game, and right now it's ten dollars, and you should get it before it goes back up to fifteen. Do you, okay. So two questions. Uh, when does it go back up again? I think at November the end 1st. of the month. At the end of the month. And second, did you did either of you ever play? I want to be the guy. Hell it's yeah, dude! Basically, like I want to be a guy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's. I have that the video on that Facebook of me playing that. Oh yeah, I remember. I saw that. I love that game, and that's one of the reasons why I got this game because not only does it have that vibe, but as I tweeted, it has a hell of a lot of n plusiness to it. Yes, it does. Right, right. Um, the wall sliding and the jumping and stuff. Like this is what I was thinking today. N plus is very uh, it, okay. N plus is very structured and like strict and like uh like simple in its mechanics but it can get chaotic uh meat boy even though it looks and it gives off this feeling of chaos it's still like in essence very structured and simple and like just it's about perfection and both of the games like they're very similar that way and n plus was one of my favorite games ever so like as soon as i played the demo as i bought the game right after i started like got through the demo stages i was like yep this is my game and uh i'm so glad yeah, I, I, I played it after watching a quick look I didn't even see a quick look because I haven't really been watching like videos or anything about it. Like I know people have been talking on about, about it on podcasts and stuff and mm-hmm. talking about how difficult it was and stuff. And they did make references to, you know, I want to be the guy. In fact, that kid from He's that game there. is in there, which I yeah. want to unlock because I want to be him. Um, I've unlocked. <laughs> you want to be cast- the guy who wants to be the guy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Pete? I'm not going to spoil anything. What? Yeah, I was going to say, don't spoil any other unlock characters. Cause that's yeah, I always try not to do. I'm only saying that one because it's been said uh, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've unlocked some other characters, uh, and there seems to be a lot of characters in this game. Um, yeah, don't watch, don't watch the giant bomb quick look if you don't want it to be spoiled because they pretty much, I he pretty much unlocked most of them, and so I know who's in there now. It doesn't really matter to me, but for people who want to keep it secret, do not watch it. Okay, well, I guess it's a good thing I didn't watch it then because I would like to be surprised yeah. by some of them. I mean, I was already surprised by one of my unlocked because I didn't know this one character was in the game. I mean, when I found uh, out that Samus sure was the in the game, <laughs> what'd you say? Samus. Samus. The same one. Wait, you both said the same time anyway. Al, what oh. did you say? Sorry. I said I'm. I me too, because I'm sure it's the same one. Probably. Um, is it the first one you unlock from bandages? No. Oh, the first, the warp zone, the first yes. warp zone character. That one I expected because it gives it away in the achievements. Um. Oh yeah, so I didn't read the achievements, and then I, oh. I went in the warp zone. I'm like, what the fuck? Huh? And then did you unlock? Did you unlock the first one from bandages? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Oh really? I'll have yeah. to tell you. Off air, quote unquote air. Um, mm. I'll tell you because that one really surprised me, and it's a it's a perfect fit for this game too. But anyway, since we can't really spoil anything, back to the actual game. Um, because you didn't play the dark Austin. Do you have the game? I do not yet. Okay, well you should get it, and it's awesome. Anyway, so since Al didn't do, I'll talk about the dark world. I'm, I'm kind of waiting. I'm kind of waiting for the Steam release only because I want to be able to play it. It seems like the type of game that I would want to play on a whim wherever I am. And yeah, for you, that would be yeah, better, yeah. Me taking my Xbox 360 everywhere. Uh-uh. The Wii, maybe a little bit more... More. Um... Speaking of taking your Xbox 360 anywhere, did you see Ben Heck's new slim Xbox 360 laptop? I did not. I must go look at this after the podcast. Yeah, I actually want to make it. I wanted to make the old one, <laughs> but this one I really, really, really want to make. It's sexy as hell, and... <laughs> yeah, I mean... It would mean if you did it, you'd have to take two laptops with you. But I don't know. It's cool. B- before you go back to the Dark World stuff, do you know how much it is on Wii? Did it release on Wii yet, or is it still pending? Because I know I know I it's pending on Steam. It's not coming down. I didn't, I didn't know it released on other Wii platforms. Wii it's did coming. It release yeah. on PSN. 
Uh, they said it's never going to come out on PSN. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if that was a gag answer to a question. Well, it didn't come out this week on uh, WeWare. Okay. I wonder if, because again, I don't know who's in the game. I wonder if it has like Microsoft like licensed characters and not like, you know, Sony licensed characters, if that's why it would never come out on PSN. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, so while you're looking that up, Dark World. Yeah. Okay, so the game is fucking hard to begin with, right? But we wear know, it, Windows Xbox Live. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Okay, but uh, like the levels, one. It, it's just a matter of like knowing what you're supposed to do and doing it. The Dark World, fucking, it doesn't matter what you know if you know what to do, because what they do is they take away pretty much all safety zones and oh, replace everything with fucking saws. And there's only very specific spots you can like pr- pretty much jump to, and they like they made it in a way where it's like you instinctively want to jump, like your instincts are to jump this certain way, and you'll jump into a saw because like they put saws exactly where your instincts would tell you to jump. So you really have to do like a specific path through the level, and it's fucking insane. Like I did, I only did the first world, but I did both light side and dark side, and. On light side, I got A pluses on all the all the stages. Like I just that was something I wanted to do. It was like I'll keep doing it till I get an A plus because they weren't that difficulty. On dark side, there's no like I, I want to do it eventually because this is a game that like N plus I want to hundred percent and I did do it for N plus even though it drove me fucking insane um, and took me I think two years to actually get accomplish that goal. Um, Goodness, but I will probably do it for Super Meat Boy too. Um, but yeah, like the dark zones, like I was doing it. Actually, I did it be, uh, earlier today before we started recording the podcast. Uh, Des was getting worried because of how much profanity was coming out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> she, and then she started making these like snarky little comments, and I was getting a little pissed at her. I was like, "You think you're being cute, but you're not." <laughs> and it's just because like, you suck. Then she had to put her headphones on and listen to stuff on her iPod because I was being mean to her. Um, yeah, I don't know, Al, did the game make you swear a lot? Was Evelyn like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I only played this morning. and I Actually, I've only played the game when she wasn't here. Not intentionally, but just so happened to be. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was being very profane, but it was more like in a fun profane. Like, I wasn't getting upset, frustrated. I was all like, I know exactly what to do, but it's just not working out my way this time. So then I'll be like dying. And I'm like, oh, bitch. Oh, fuck, fuck, oh, fuck, no. Oh, died again. Oh, fuck. Shit. Fuck that. Yeah, I start and... out that way. I'll like, I'll laugh and I'll like curse in a jokingly manner. But when you're on your like, you know, your hundredth time, it stops being <laughs> funny. Well, see, that I think it, it'll probably get to be that way if I play the dark world. And I wanted to just um, explain for anyone who is listening and doesn't know uh, the A plus grade that you get. Uh, only occurs if you finish the level under the specified time limit that they have because the only thing that is really ranked in all the levels is how much time it takes you to finish the level. You can take as many lives as you want yeah. and it, the only thing that has a life limit are the warp zones. You get three lives to do the warp zones. Right. And uh, it's, like, it's three lives per stage in a three lives per stage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in the main game you essentially have to finish the level uh, at, in that playthrough, because you can kind of play it and do certain things like there, you have to get um, also bandages in order to unlock characters and things like that. But you can go and take a long time and get the bandage, then go back to the level and just go for bandage girl and get a better time. Um, when I, think- I get to Dark World, I I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be like, do motherfucker! Ah! 
It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I think when you uh, it with the because I want to say like okay with the A plus thing. First of all, there's no other letter grades. I probably should have clarified that. Yeah, it's either, yeah, that was also. I mean. It's just it's basically beat part time or just beat the level. Um, but with the bandage thing. If you, it seemed to me there was at least one stage in particular. I remember getting the bandage and getting, you know, exiting level, and I got the bandage thing. And then, I, but I didn't get the A plus. So then I went back in and I replayed it, and I got the A plus, but I didn't get a bandage that time. And I think it, the A plus beating the part time overrides getting the bandage unless you get bandage and part time in the same instance, because yeah, you can't. Yeah, the right, thing is, you if can't you finish the level, the thing you have to finish the level. If you wanted to go through it twice to get uh, the, the grade and get the bandage, you'd have to go through the level and then go back to the map. If you replay the level, it eliminates all your progress. Oh, maybe that's what I did wrong then. Okay, yeah, because I, pro- I think I got the bandage, beat it, and then hit replay level, and then went and got the A+. So that's why it didn't save me getting the bandage. Right. That's uh, what uh, I realized well, I was to, to interject a little bit, I'm looking at their blog here, and there is a save bug. I don't know if that's what you're experiencing, but they say that. Let, let me let me read it here. Um, one second. Okay, as many of you have seen or read, shit. Wow, that's really loud. Sorry. As many of you have seen or read, Super Meat Boy has a few bugs. The only major bug, of course, is the save bug, a bug that stops the game from saving till your game is restarted. So I don't know what causes that, but um, okay, yeah, maybe I didn't that's get it. that. No, I would have. I think I would have noticed if I had gotten something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I wouldn't have seen the star or anything unless the star is a part of the bug and it's saying that it's saving and it's not. Uh, but there's another funny thing I wanted to mention that uh, say you take like 40 times to finish the level and then you finally finish the level. Uh, what happens after you finish the level? It shows immediately an instant replay of how you did oh, the yeah. level. But if you took 40 times to do the level, it shows all 40 times at the same time. It shows all your ghost characters like going yeah, out, all dying all and left and right and everything like that. And then it, another, it'll finally focus on the last one that makes it. That's some other good stuff about the game is that like as you're if you're constantly retrying the level, like when you die, it leaves your blood splatter there. So like you can just keep seeing the areas in the stage where you just consistently die. Um, yeah, or if you um are hanging on the walls, it shows the meat on the wall. Yeah. And the swords um, are all covered with meat and shit. It's fun, <laughs> funny as hell. Um the uh, the graphics in the game obviously are like uh, a, a perfect fit. Like they look good, and the retro stuff I li- I like a lot. And uh, the sound, I'm really into the uh, music of the game. Again, it kind of gets repetitive, but like I don't know. In the same way, like again, I like I want to be the guy. The music really pushes the like tension up in a right in the right way. I feel like like mm-hmm. it it especially in the dark world. When you get to the dark world, you'll see like I like the dark world music a lot better than the light oh, world one. Oh man, I can't. I, I I don't even want to know. It's really like like. Rawr. Is it gonna scare him? Yeah, no, it's, it's gonna, gonna scare, scare me. I'm I'm too old for that shit now. But yeah, the the game is if you're into these fucking impossible challenge games, then uh, that's me. To- Totally that, get it. Um, that's the thing is, I really, really want to play it, but again, it's like uh, it's one of those things where. I, I will probably get frustrated sitting in front of my Xbox trying to play it, and then during the week I'll be like, you know what, I want to fucking try this again, and I won't be able to because it's sitting at home. Mm. All I'll say is that if you wait for the Steam release, I hope you have a controller that you can use because like, I feel like you'll need a controller for this uh, game. I play games that require controllers on my PC with a controller. I'm not, I'm not a stupid... 
seg- a tangent here. Uh, I was listening to the PC Gamer podcast, and someone, like w- one of the one of the people on the podcast, was trying to say that there's no replacement for mouse and keyboard in any genre. And I'm like, what? What? He was like, he was like, I, he was like, yeah, I play I play Lego Star Wars with a mouse and keyboard. Screw a gamepad. Those are stupid. I'm like, wow, you're not really doing PC gamers justice here. You're making us sound all like stupid fanboy nerds. Someone needs to go tell him to play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on the PC. Yeah, I know. And so I stopped listening. I, I I'll, I'll name drop him right now. It was Dan Stapleton from PC Gamer. From At that point, that's when I stopped listening to the podcast. Mm. I got a segue like, on your uh, topic there. Segway. Uh, one of the games I've been playing this week is uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, I got the demo because I was interested voice. in the weekend sale, which uh, the Game of the Year edition is 66% off for $13.60. Uh, my, if I thought my PC could run it, I would still get that. Asylum. Right. See, that that was the thing. I wanted to know how well my PC would run it, and it runs it pretty well. Then uh, the first time I played it, I played it with mouse and keyboard, and it was fine. Uh, I, it felt weird because I felt like it would be more intuitive to play with the, the gamepad. But then this morning, I played with my gamepad, and it's not an Xbox 360 controller, and everything was backwards. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. And I can't can change anything. And I don't know if the full version of the game allows you to configure the controller. So, what controller do you have? I have the Logitech Cordless Rumble Pad Two, okay. which is essentially like a PS2. So controller. it's the one that I have with uh with no cord. Yes. And the problem with the controller interacting with the game is that um, the A and B buttons are switched, the X and Y buttons are switched, and even worse, up and down are switched. So when I'm walking what? in the game, I have to press down to walk forward. What? Yes, I don't understand. Oh, Christian Bale, you have to play <laughs> the way that I tell you. What? I don't understand you. I'm Batman. Oh, oh well, that point is clear. I'm the only shitty thing about this movie. <laughs> the way that I talk. Sorry. All right. Um, so, I, 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 Thanks I'm... to you, I just spent $13.60, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now I'm thinking, well, oh, well, hey, now you could tell me if I, if I can control the uh, control, configure the game pad so that I can switch the buttons and the axis and all that shit. Swear to me. <laughs> but, um, I'm really thinking about getting, I probably will get it tomorrow and just it, it, at the worst play it with the keyboard and mouse. Cause I got really far with the keyboard and mouse and had no real problem actually playing the game. It just feels weird because... I'm playing it like an FPS, and it's not an FPS. That's that is completely nuts. Invert aim on a fucking third-person action game. Yeah, and it, it, that's another funny action. thing. I should say third-person shooter. I still invert aim, but that's not even that. It's not even aim. It's invert movement. Yeah. And here's <laughs> the, the thing: like in the menu, it has options to invert <laughs> aim, invert rotation, and invert flight. Which I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing it says applies to game pads only. So I was like, okay, well, I like to invert my up and down. Which odds are that's what the flight is. So I hit yes on that, and I hit invert aim, and I went in the game, and I found out the shit was backwards. I'm like, what the fuck? But then I turned everything off, and it was, and it was still, still backwards. Yeah. And then the eight, you know, I'm used to playing, you know, just like every other game. You press the bottom button as your confirm button, but then it turned into like a Super Nintendo controller where the A was confirmed and A was confirmed, but no, 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 B was confirmed, like what you would quote unquote call B, because on the Logitech controller, it's oh. one on the left, three on the right, four on the top, and two on the bottom. I always think in Super Nintendo terms. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Uh, well, I'm talking in, in reference to Xbox terms. Xbox but, terms, okay, yeah, right. Uh, in this case, three was confirmed and two was canceled, which would equate to on the Xbox B being confirmed and, and A being canceled, right. which is like the Japanese PS2 uh, or Japanese PlayStation in general, because that's like designed the controller, right? Which I have no so, idea why they changed. Uh, well, they didn't change it. They no, in no, Japan, no. I, so, like I, I mean, I'm saying in America. Most of the games used to be circle confirm, and then all of a sudden, after Final Fantasy VII, they switched it. Oh, the apparently the reason why, because uh, I read something on uh, one of Kotaku or something like that uh, about the reasoning behind the PlayStation controller design and the way the reason why their symbols and everything. Right, um, I read that. They said too. that in America, people were more comfortable with pressing the bottom button to confirm, and that's why they changed it. Yeah, that that's so weird because I've I've been so used to I don't know. The other thing though is that when you talk about circles and X's, and I'm sorry for this tangent, but it's just been bugging me. A circle to me says confirm, right? Which X, is what it's supposed which is to what be. They, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Super Meat Boy, Batman. Sorry, shit. Yeah. Um. So anything else you've been playing, Pete? Uh, yeah. There's been other stuff I've been playing, but I uh, just want to say that you're. Talking about uh, weekend deals and Austin having spent money just reminded me there's something I might spend money on because Uh-oh. Dell Dell.com right now uh, has the Rock Band 3 keyboard bundle on sale for a hundred bucks, like wow. for pre-order. So that's you know thirty dollars savings, mm-hmm. um, which you know the game would cost sixty anyway. So forty dollars. Oh shit! Can you still hear me? Nope. Yes. Okay. okay, I got some weird. Oh, you know what? I think. I think the Dell site's trying to play music because Skype brought up a, a notification <laughs> saying, I don't know. Oh, Skype brought up a dude, notification saying no spheres connected. That's probably what it did. Um, but anyway, dude, yeah, so like 40, 40 bucks for that keyboard accessory seems like a good deal to me. So I think I'm going to actually pre-order that like right now. Uh, but other than that, um, hang on, Des is leaving, so I'm saying bye. Bye, Des. Love you, bye. Um, anyway, so other than that, the other thing that I've been playing uh, uh, mostly is uh, this. Uh, it's an iPhone game. It's called Game. I Dev love that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, I was like that. 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 Really? And then the beat goes that. 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 Can't hear you over the awesome techno. Um, keep going. No, I'm letting you keep going. <laughs> I, I can't do any other noises. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um. <laughs> So, bring bring that shit to bless the Jersey you. Shore. God damn it! What what's going on? I sneezed. I said, "Bless you." I put you. it on mute, and you still hear it. Well, your mute must suck, dude. <laughs> it's, it's just mad ghetto. Okay, so this game, Game Dev Story, is the title, and what it is, it's an iPhone game. It's a uh, like management tycoon style game, um, and uh, you're running a game development studio. Uh, it's very simplistic graphics, uh, isometric view. Um, I, I, for some reason, I feel like I've started up. I don't know why. Um, but uh, it's super simple, but crazy addicting. So you start out, you know, you name your studio, and you hire some people. Like you hire either coders or writers or artists or sound music, sound people, sound engineers. Um, and uh, you like pick a console. I, I mean, you start out with simple stuff. Uh, you start out with I'm going to load up my... Um, you know, if I load up, it's going to overwrite my autosave. Okay, I won't load it up, so I'll just have to try to go from memory. Um, uh, you start out with, like, there's only a few consoles, so it's, like, the PC and some, like, generic, uh, like, 
Atari type console or something like that. Uh, they don't use, you know, obviously licensed names or anything like that. So, uh, although you can name the games yourself and eventually you'll be able to, you apparently eventually can release your own console and name that. So I guess you could theoretically call it, you know, a GameCube if you wanted to or something like that. Um, I don't know why you would, but, uh, so I love GameCube. <laughs> so you choose a thing. So my first game, like you, I, I, okay. As soon as I jumped in, I had to, you know, I hired a bunch of people, like got, got a full staff of basically four people for the, like you start out with an office that can hold four employees. Later on, you get a chance to upgrade. So I hired a full staff and just then, you know, jumped right in designing my first game. So I chose PC, obviously, over whatever the console was. And uh, it shows you like, you know, mark. there's like a whole bunch of statistics about stuff. So like for the consoles, it shows you what their market share is currently. So as more consoles get released, newer consoles, the market share drops down. And what sucks is that PC is the one that drops down the lowest. And <laughs> it's the one I want to keep designing. Oh. I don't know if like I haven't been able to try this out, but I wonder if you design like if you become a top tier developer in the game, if you design for a console, if you increase its market share simply by designing a game for it, you can't do cross platform or anything like that or multiple platform. You can only do one, you know, one platform per per game design. So uh, my first game was for the PC and uh, you get to choose like a genre and like a topic or a theme. So you start out with only a few choices and more unlock as you progress. So my first thing I think was a game based on robots and I believe it was just uh, an action game or something. Um, and <clears throat> so like I, you know, as going through the development process, it, it starts you off with like you pick one of your employees to write the uh, like write the story or the um, they use another word for it, but I can't remember it. Anyway, it's basically writing the story. Uh, so you pick your your employees have different stats for writing, coding, graphics, and sound. Um, and so you want to try to diversify your employees by having one specialized in different you know categories. So you pick a, a, a employee to do the writing, or you can hire outside contractors. Like they have like you know, um, like uh, I think I think this is actual. There's an actual comic book artist called Jack Kirby, right? Anyone yes. else? Sounds okay. Familiar, yes. So they do like the the fake name thing where it's like they have someone in there who's a comic book artist, but his name is Jake Kirby. Um, <laughs> and like uh, one of my employees' names is uh, Gilly Bates. It's a female. Uh, so you know, Bill Gates. Haha. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a a play on Gabe Newell in there. I'll have to take a look. Job of the Hut. I think his name might be like <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> no, I think actually my fir- I think my first employee actually is a play on Game Newell. I didn't notice. I'd have to check that out when I go back and play. Um, so anyway, uh, what the hell was I saying? Um, you have it. Okay, so you have someone write the story, and uh, then like it'll go through alpha stage, and like then you start working on um, like focusing on either graphics or sound. You pick someone to do that, and then uh, it gets to beta stage, and you focus on another thing. Um, as as the game's progressing, you can uh, you can invest in marketing and different forms of marketing, be it like uh, magazines, online uh, demo releases, things like that, which not only gain fans or like you know recognition for your studio, but also hype for the game that you're releasing. Um, and again, all this stuff is shown in statistics that like uh, you know numbers flying across the screen, um, and like as your programming bugs will pop up. So after you get through the, uh, the development process, then they have to do a, a debugging process and you can choose to ship a game early with bugs in it if you want. Um, 
even prior to the starting development, you can choose whether to just do a normal development cycle, a quick development cycle, not worrying about bugs, a slower development cycle, trying to like innovate or focus on quality, things like that. So like you have a whole lot of choices for how you want to do this. So far, I've been trying to stick to a normal means because I've just been trying to make bank uh, because you start out with a low fund amount and like you know you have to pay yearly salaries for things when new consoles get released, which has already happened. Uh, there's been like three console releases in my game so far. Um, when a new one gets released, you have to pay to license like the rights to develop on the console. Then you have to pay for development kit. Um, there's a traveling salesman that comes by with random stuff to sell you. Uh, all this crazy stuff. Oh, uh, so another uh, aspect of the game is leveling up your employees. Um, you can do that through, like when you're developing, you earn development points uh which is basically what you use to level up your employees but you can also use money to train them in certain areas and boost their stats that way so it's just this whole big sim fucking game and like for some reason i just got as soon as i started developing the games i was like oh man this is awesome like i want to make this kind of game and this kind of game and like i instead of trying to like you know quote unquote beat the game i'm actually playing it as if like this is my studio and this is what kind of games my studio makes so my studio has like become known as the robot game making studio because like every game I've released has been robot themed. It's been different genres, but all robots. Um, <laughs> mostly because I name my studio, I, I, my, the name of my studio is Tesla Studios. Um, Bender so, the game. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, every game is the same name too, just with a different sub subtitle. Like you can, only, <laughs> you can only name, you can only have fourteen characters. So I named it, like, my first game was called Globot colon Rave. Um, and then after that, everything's been Globot. So it's been Globot bot Blast and Globot. Uh, that was my shooter. My, uh, what was that? Um, I have a sim game, Globot. Sim Globot. No, it's Globot Build. I have a, a puzzle game for the, the game kit, the, uh, the Game Boy knockoff, which is the game kid. I made a puzzle game for and called it Globot Minis. Um, so yeah, everything is Globot. So Pixel Junk is going to sue you for their idea. Wait, no. what? Pixel Junk Shooter, Pixel Junk Eden, Pixel Junk whatever. Ah, that's not. Eh. 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 Um, yeah, no, but I'm just, I'm becoming the Activision of my game. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's the thing too is that like I'm losing fans because I keep putting out the same stuff. But then instead of like changing things, I just dump more money into marketing to gain back the fans that I lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm I am Activision. <laughs> uh. But yeah, it's just it's super addicting because it's like one of those things where it's like, well, I just want to I want to make one more game. And then like, you know, you're, you're sitting there for hours before you know it. Uh, and like apparently the game has an end to a uh, it's a pseudo end. Uh, it ends after 20 years. It keeps the game keeps tracks of, you know, years, months and weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. A year probably takes maybe 20 minutes or so. 20 minutes to half an hour. I, get, I think at most. Um and uh, after 20 years, it'll like take whatever your capital is or whatever, and that's your score. Um, so uh, that's the that's the that's the kind of end. But you can keep going after that. It doesn't actually stop the game. So uh, which is good because I don't know. I might want to keep going after that. Uh, there are other things that make the game interesting. Like uh, there, there's I haven't gotten to it yet, but there's a convention that'll be coming up called G- Game Dex. Um, it's probably actually Game Game Dex. Uh, the uh yeah it's probably the game developers expo or something is what they probably call in the game anyway uh 
you you'll go to that and probably like hype a game in progress there or something like that. Those there's going to eventually again what hasn't happened yet, but they're going to introduce yearly game awards and that that's kind of a major goal in the game is to try to like get you know the top awards. And every time you release a game, you know you get feedback from critics with review scores. And so far, I haven't broken like an average of it's four four developers or no I'm sorry four critics and you know one to ten scale. Um, and I don't think I've broken, uh, like, it, it counts it up as a total amount of points. I haven't broken, like, 20 points. So I mostly get fives, you know, at, at, on average from the, the critics. Um, and, uh, yeah, they give little comments, like, one critic will give it three, and, like, it's it's kind of be, this went right into the trash. Um, so, yeah. You make shitty games! Oh, uh, fuck. I've been talking for a while. I didn't realize what time it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex, you're playing. Game dev, game dev story good. Alex, you're playing. I played a little Hotel Dusk. It's all right. Played some Vanquish demo. It's fucking cool, but it's tough. I want to get it. And I played fucking Zelda Twilight Princess after three years. So, and, um, so tell us about these adventures of yours. Well, Hotel Dusk. Uh, not really much to talk about there. Uh, it. I'm getting into it now, although I'm still not really understanding. Like, the the plot is kind of starting to unfold, so I'm getting there, but I still don't feel hooked into the game, which is all right. Uh, I find it weird that after every chapter, they give you a quiz, like, of everything that happened in the chapter. It's like, oh, yeah, so I <clears throat> had to go up into my room, and I forgot something. Now, what was it I forgot? And then you have to choose from three answers, and it was just like, it just feels academic to me. Uh, but I hope to finish it if I have time by the end of the week. Um, I don't know how, what the odds are of that, but we'll see. Um, do, 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 do. Vanquish. Vanquish is pretty awesome, even though, uh, you can't change the, um, what is it? There, there's only one type of rotation, not rotation, uh, inversion that you can do. And that inversion huh? applies globally uh, in terms of controls, camera oh, inversion. Oh, okay. Uh, and I have the worst like inversion scheme in the world. When I'm in third person, I like to invert rotation and invert, uh, like invert horizontal and vertical. And it's weird. Oh, because because it's like, it's like you're sitting behind the camera and you're pulling it one way or the other. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. I had no idea that that actually had a a you know a thing to it but if i go into uh, a zoom everything changes not everything but most of it changes uh i still have inverted vertical but horizontal horizontal is, is normal is regular yeah and so i was playing vanquish and i think i was playing just inverted um i think you can only invert the vertical in that game so I'm constantly switching. Like I can't figure out what's going on when I switch between zoom in for the slowdown attacks and everything like that. And when I go back into regular gameplay, my left and rights are completely screwed up. So it kind of hurts me in the game. Wait. But so how do you how do you play Gears of War? Uh, you invert the horizontal. I don't remember. I haven't played Gears of War in such a long time. Oh. But it had to have been a way that was comfortable for me. Mm. Um, and then it, what makes things even worse is that in first person. I believe that um, I don't invert anything. Right. 
and it's 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 a freaking mind fuck to me at this point the, to to figure out like how the hell I'm supposed to play some games like Demon Souls. I can't play as the uh, hunter because I can't aim. There's only one type of inversion, and when I go into first person, I want to go up is up, down is down. But when I play in third person, I want down is up, up is down, and they only have one way or the other. What is it in Twilight Princess when you shoot the bow and arrow? Um, it is. <laughs> It is inverted in third person and normal in first person. Okay. And it But they they let you set they do oh they, they don't let you set it? They don't let you set that. Okay. Uh so like when I'm trying to because of the fact that when you aim, you're aiming not with the Wii remote, you're aiming with the well, you're aiming with the Wii remote in third person. But when you want to change your view, obviously it's a global thing. But when you're inside the using the Hawkeye, you don't aim with the Wii remote. I don't believe. I think you aim. You use, you use the analog stick. I think. Yes, yeah. and that's what fucks everything up for me. I I hated that. I was like, just let me use the Wii remote. Yeah. Uh. But with Twilight Princess, I picked up the game for the first time since March 2007, <laughs> and I was 20 hours into the game, and thankfully I stopped myself in front of a dungeon. And so I had to play that dungeon. And I think I can pick up from where I am now. But the dungeon was like, you know, it's 20 hours into the game. So I remember the last thing I did was I went through the water temple. But honestly, if I really want to get the most out of the game and really understand what I was doing beforehand, I should start over. But I am not playing 20 hours again. So I'm just going to continue from where I am. And I finished that dungeon, beat the boss. It was fun. And... Then uh, right after I beat the boss, there's like another part, and they asked me to save, so I stopped. And I, it was like two hours and change, like two hours and 20 minutes of just trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do, how the hell I'm supposed to do it, how to play, why in the hell I can't walk through this sand, and, and everything. It was nuts. But then I figured it out. I'm so tempted to play to just play it again, because I really, really absolutely love that game. Mm-hmm. But... Like uh, the other part of me says, like, well, you own the GameCube copy, and you always said that you wanted to play it with a button, mm. and so I want to play that, that instead. Good thing to do, yeah. But there's just something about and everything's all reversed, so it's a whole new experience. Yeah, but there's <laughs> <laughs> it, there's something about um, playing, I, I, and this is kind of superficial, but playing it on widescreen, um, really. Oh, they don't have widescreen support for the, the GameCube, GameCube version. Is not widescreen. Ah, fiddlesticks. Uh, I either either it's because they well, my theory is that they just didn't want to bother to do it for GameCube, and then they use that as a marketing tactic to say only the power yeah. of the Wii can put it on widescreen. I think that's bullshit, personally. Well, yeah, because Smash Brothers isn't like widescreen, and um, I think. Uh, right, I- well, I mean, Smash Brothers is nowhere near as graphically as intense as Twilight Princess is, though. No, that's true. So, but still, I, I still think they could. Oh, but I, I thought you were saying like they were saying it's impossible to do. But that's not true. I think they're saying that. That's what that's what they're saying. Which I oh for that game specifically for Twilight Princess. Yes. Ah, okay. Like oh, only the power of the week can ha- can can put something as as graphically intense as, as Twilight Princess in widescreen, not on GameCube. Yeah. And I'm like, we need bullshit? two GameCubes to put Zelda Twilight Princess in widescreen. Oh, Jesus Christ! I mean, if, if you look <laughs> at, if them you together, look at the, if you look at the grass textures, obviously, uh, obviously they have some room to spare there. Ugh. Mm-hmm. But um, continue. Sorry. Um, nah, I was done really talking about that on. Ain't really. I mean, I played Final Fantasy fourteen a little bit this week. I haven't really been able to play it, and had a very busy week. Uh, I also played Super Scribble Nuts, which I haven't talked about because I was on the podcast last week. 
Super Scribble Knots is pretty fun. Uh, although I didn't know that Super Scribble Knots was just basically like uh, a puzzle game. I thought it was more like a platformer, but that's because I never played it. I thought, <laughs> but, I, thought, I, thought wait, I showed you the regular Scribble Knots. You did, say, but I never really, I haven't experienced it enough to really understand what the uh, game is like. You don't remember us talking about solving everything with the helicopter rope or whatever? Yeah, but I thought that like it was more like, say, Super Mario Brothers, and you just run into barriers where you have to do stuff. Oh. But I didn't know it was like, well, I don't know what the level My God, if it was a platformer with those oh, controls. That, oh, my God, that would be awful. Yeah, it would be awful. That's, that was why. Hey, I, how are the controls like, in Super Scribble Nuts? Uh, you can ha- you can control with the pad or with the stylus, and of course I chose pad. Yeah, but I don't find myself moving Maxwell that much. A lot of times he he's like in a box. Well, that <laughs> that's actually it. good because I I feel like the reason why one of the reasons why the original Scribble Knots was so <laughs> was because like a lot of it was platformy with terrible controls, and that like when you when you make something so platform not so platform intensive but intensive enough then the helicopter rope becomes the issue because it's mm-hmm. like, well, most of these problems are traversal issues, so all I need to do is, like, make a helicopter and attach it to a rope. For me to transport. Right? Yeah, so now that they make everything more puzzly and you actually have to think about words instead of saying, I just need to get to this place, then that sounds a lot better. Yeah, because the, the, the only thing that really annoys me about that element is that there are a lot of do-this-to-make-this types of puzzles, and they're structured like this. There's a grid, and inside this grid can be anything. Like, there could be this plus this equals this, or three things, uh, two things on each side and a blank box in the middle. And in these things, you have to come up with an object that either, if it's in the um, context of one thing on the left, one thing on the right, it may be come up with something that has the equal properties of the two things in these other boxes. And if it's like a this plus this equals this, uh, you have you see what is this certain, grid? Hmm? What is this grid that you're talking about? I'm confused. Um, well, the level layout looks like this. Uh, Maxwell will be standing on top of what can theoretically be considered oh, the level a level layout. Okay, yeah. And in this building are like these windows, and then the windows are people or ant things or whatever they are and on the walls it'll be like plus equals or minus equals and they give you an example of like you know girl plus zombie equals undead girl and Uh you have to use that kind of uh mentality to create the solutions at the bottom where one will be this plus blank equals this. And you go, okay, well, what do I need to add to this existing thing to come up with a result? But then there's another one where it'll be like this plus this equals blank, and you have to come up with the solution that has an adjective in it. So are these like bonus levels or side levels or something? No, those are main levels. And they come up rather frequently. That feels kind of lazy to me. It does. And every time I see one, I'm like, this again? (laughs) And, you know, there are some that were really cool. Um, you know, there are some things where you have to uh, produce a certain product to make somebody happy. Uh, a lot of it is producing a product to make somebody happy. There are some stages that I've, I've seen repeated where you have to uh, dress yourself up in such a way that you make four different kinds of people happy. And uh, you, you dress yourself up underground and then you step on the elevator, you hit the switch, and then the elevator comes up, and you stand on the stage wearing all this crappy gear, and 
the four people will either approve or disapprove of what you're wearing. And if you can get all four people to approve, then you pass a level. And what was weird was that I encountered a bug, I believe, because uh, there was one level where you had to make a cowboy, a uh, ballerina, well, a cowboy, a dancer, a football player, and I believe a clown, maybe not a clown, no, a superhero. A superhero, a football player, a dancer, and a cowboy, all happy by wearing different things. And the very first thing I did was I put on tights for the superhero, <laughs> ballet shoes for the, the dancer. Well, the tights can apply to both. Uh, true. Uh, shoulder pads for the um, football player. And uh, I think I did – I probably did a cowboy hat. But the cowboy didn't like the cowboy hat. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> was so it a 10-gallon cowboy hat? Hmm? Was it a 10-gallon cowboy hat? No, no, it was a regular cowboy hat. And then I was like, well, uh, white cowboy hat didn't work. Um, large cowboy hat. And it was this <laughs> big, huge, <laughs> this oversized cowboy hat. Spurs. And then he didn't like that either. And then, and then I went to the hints. And it was like, uh, you know, choose something that the cowboy would wear. And I'm like, fucking cowboy hat. Spurs. And then I went to the second hint, and it was like, Choose something that the cowboy would shoot with. So I'm like, okay, gun, nothing. Rifle, nothing. Shotgun, nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? Horse. Six shooter. Horse? <laughs> yeah. And I got on the horse. horse. And, and went up the thing, and he didn't like that either. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I exited and went back in. And then the very first time, I did cowboy hat. Because I think, what, no, what I did was, I think I used a football helmet first. And I used gun. So I think I did football helmet, gun, ballet shoes, and um, tights. And I think that might have fucked it up. So what I did was I did cowboy hat, um, shoulder pads, dancing shoes, and tights. And then that worked the first time. I was like, what the fuck? But I might have been a bug. But there, there were a lot, lots of other really cool ones where you had, to, like, you had to kill the dinosaurs without using weapons or meteors, which means no jetpack laser. Uh, you had to create like a, a farm in one level not a farm but like a uh you had to make a botanist happy and you had to choose you know all these different plants and things that the botanist would approve of there was also a level where you had to make certain you had to make three different types of things happy by placing uh buildings or structures that they would like to live in and this one I tweeted, uh, there's a cow and there's a mountain climber and a friendly tiger so that the tiger wouldn't attack you. And um, for the cow, I put slaughterhouse and it worked. And I was happy about that. That's so violent. Yeah. Um, but then it, it gets really like simple. But then they have advanced mode. I, I, did they have advanced mode? Yeah, they, you told me they had advanced mode in the original Scribblenauts where you had to solve the same puzzle with three different solutions. Right, right. The challenges. Yeah, um, pretty much each of well, a lot of the stages inside the um, the levels, the worlds, I guess you could say. Because um, I don't. That's what I meant to ask about. I don't know what the level layout is in the original Scribblenauts, but in Super Scribblenauts, uh, Maxwell is sitting like on a hill, and he's got a telescope, and he's looking at constellations. And as you finish the levels, they're stars, and they all form constellations. Uh, what does it look like on the original scroll? I, I completely forget because I'm, I'm pretty trying to sure it was just. Out of my the, head. I'm pretty sure it was just like a map with different like areas, like the 
Like, wasn't there like when it was like a volcano area and like when it was like a snowy mountain? Does it oh, sound familiar? So like it was like world with. They're it. all shitty areas to me. Like I said, I tried to put that game out. Of yeah, my head. I think that's what it was. If memory serves me. Okay, so in this, essentially, there's different levels that are basically stars in different layouts, and they have numbers on them to indicate like which level they are. Some of them have little crowns on top of them, and the crown is silver if you haven't finished the advanced mode and once you do the advanced mode of that level then it becomes a gold crown and when you finish all of the levels in that constellation it becomes the object that the constellation forms and i think there are 10 sets of constellations and then there are some special levels you can also create your own levels um and of course with just like the original scribblenauts it opens up with a uh sandbox you can change the area of that. You can fool around with different things. You get merits in this game. I don't know if you got merits in uh, the original Scribblenauts. We basically achievements for doing certain things. No. Yes. Wait. What? In, Sorry. In the original Scribblenauts, did you get like achievements? You got like, fuck. I can't remember. I think you got awards or something. Like, it's possible. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> Okay, oh, for example, this would be, I think this would be something you'd remember. Like, do you, would you get a reward, not a reward, but like an award for making 10 words? An award? You know, an award. Oh, not a, you're, not you're a, just a, fucking you, up with the pronunciation. I thought they, they were actually calling it award. Oh, no, no, you no. Know what? I, I said think, reward. I think you do get stuff like that because I think there was like something for like using a whole bunch of uh, like, like, tools or whatever like you know like a hammer and a saw and stuff like that like okay. i think if you use like a certain number of them you got an award of some sort mm -hmm. so they had that in this game too and it, a lot of them are pretty funny like um you have to put an object inside an object inside an object um you get a merit for using three adjectives on a word eight adjectives on a word oh, uh, how does the adjective thing work does it like work really well like can does it really like affect things Oh, yeah, it really affects things. Um, you can pretty much take any noun and throw a shitload of adjectives on it, and it will take the properties of whatever adjectives you put, provided that those adjectives are in the game. Um, you can make, like, a man, and then you can say, giant man, and it'll be this make big, Make me a person. man. <laughs> uh, you can say, uh, let's see, giant, red, happy, polka dot, um, crazy, uh... Adjective, 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 man, and it will be a big red polka dot and <laughs> run around and hurt you uh, because it's crazy and do all the other adjectives that are on it. Um, you can make like potions that do things and you give the potion to a character and they'll drink it and it will turn them into whatever that that uh, potion was like. There was a level where you had to you were in a jail and Inside the jail were prisoners, but outside the jail were public people, like a fireman, a doctor, a policeman, and... Um, Sounds like and, a bad joke about to happen. Out. Yeah. But what you had to do is you had to make a reason for each of those people to open up the cell to go into the, the, into the cell. They open up the bar to go into the cell. And it was easy, of course, the fireman. You just put a fire and set up the fire alarm that's on top, and he opens up the, uh, the, the, the jail cell. Uh, for the policeman, you had to do something. That I don't even know if it was a policeman. But the doctor one was kind of weird for me. Because I'm like, all right, I know that in order for the doctor to open up the gate, he would have to know that the prisoner was hurt. So how do I hurt the prisoner? I'm like, okay, well, let's poison him. 
poison potion. Boom. Give it to him. He's poisoned. But nothing happened. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Uh, so then I give him an antidote so that he doesn't, I don't know, he wasn't dying or anything. or Because if he was dying, then the, the doctor would have opened the gate. So I was like coming up with different things and nothing was working. And I said, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to put something in there and attack him. <laughs> and I put like some mean like lion or something in there and it hurt him. And the thing opened and I won. I was like, yes. But you could put so... like virus or, vi- or vial of, of virus or something. I probably could have done that, uh, but I, I didn't think of that. Um, but w- there was one thing that I also tweeted about when I first got the game in the dinosaur level. Um, I did... Uh, Extinction and- level event? Yeah, you had to do an extension level event. And one time I did Temporal Vortex, and it brought out this, like, whirlwind that killed everything, even me. And <laughs> you, get a, you get a merit for getting a starite as you die. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, I got that. And um, you also get uh, a merit for killing everything on the screen, I think. Uh, so I got, like, two merits at the same time with that. But then I also, I think, did, like, a nuclear missile. Uh, and killed everything, and that worked too, which was awesome. Uh, one thing I will say really quickly, just because you brought because you brought it up with that previous point uh, about the doctor not or the the cage not opening up after you poison him, mm-hmm. it's that that's the other type of thing that kind of ruins scribble knots for me is that things that should work don't, and I think that's the result of them making a um, trying to make a procedural game is that sometimes oh, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't work, and it's like well y- you tried, but you know the game doesn't work, so try again and. It's a little disappointing to hear you say that stuff like the poison, mm-hmm. like a, a poison would 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 make someone want to open up the jail cell and try to heal him, right? Right. So that that makes me like. At first, I was reading all the reviews. I'm like, okay, maybe that maybe I should try this again. But my biggest, my second biggest problem with that game was things like you just said. So it, that's a little, yeah. I yeah, don't know and now. then the the other problem that I had was that I wanted to be creative sometimes, and then. There were some situations where I was just like, "All right, fuck it. I'll just use the obvious solution." Boom, and right. not like helicopter rope laser, <laughs> but because I, I I know we get to jetpack laser, and I did use jetpack and like a heat ray once, but that was um only f- f- because there was there was a level where you had to that I think this was one of them. There was a level there were three little bear cubs, and you had to save the bear cubs from whatever was happening. One of them was trapped behind rocks, and the mother bear was down at the bottom all pissed off. So if you got down to to the thing, (laughs) the mother bear would attack the shit out of you. You couldn't break the rocks for anything. Uh, So what I did was I had to use a mind control beam on the fucking mother bear so they wouldn't attack me. And then I used dynamite on rocks and saved the bear. Okay, that's fine. Then there was another one that was hungry and needed honey. So I used a jetpack because it was really high up, and I couldn't climb up. I mean, I could use ladders and shit, but it was just easier to float in a jetpack. And I used uh, some, oh, I used a pesticide to kill the, the bees that were around the honey. The honey knocked it off, and then the bear was fine. Then the final one, I was like, what the fuck? Um, it was a bear scared in the corner, and a hunter was, like, pointing a gun at it. So I'm thinking, okay, uh, all I need to do is just take that gun out of the hunter's hand. I'll be fine. Took the gun out of his hand and replaced it with like a, a pinwheel. Because <laughs> I was being stupid. And um, that didn't mean anything. It, I guess because the bear was just scared at the fact that the hunter was there. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I get this hunter off of the rock? 
I need to distract it and give it something else to do. And I don't remember what I did, but I tried everything that I could think of to make this hunter move, and he would not move. But then something else happened. He was like, oh, shit, and he jumped off the cliff, and I, I won. But it was something that was just so... It wasn't obvious that time. It was stupid. But there's some times where it's like you want to do something, but you want to be creative about it. But in the end, you're just like, all right, fuck it. Ice. <laughs> and then you win. Woo! So, um, Woo! Yeah. Hey, Austin, uh, you been playing anything? Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot. I've been sitting here so long. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, is, is that all you've been playing? I feel like you've been playing something else, Al, um, that you told me about or something, but I forget. There's probably, but I don't really remember i mean i haven't played anything else wow hack source uh i i don't want to talk about that okay. right now. it's too All late right. i'll talk about it next time when maybe after i resolve the goddamn issue when i <laughs> call oh i meant to talk to you about that but again that's something we could talk real quick after we're done yeah uh i actually so i so i went ahead and downloaded fruit ninja because it was 99 cents um ah, yes and for anyone who doesn't know what fruit ninja is if you've been living under a rock and don't play uh mobile games it's more or less a shooting gallery, except instead of shooting, you're a slashing. Shooting uh, use gallery. Slash gallery. Huh? Wait, wait, shooting gallery? It's a slashing gallery. No, 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 wait. Sh- listen to Pete's uh, shooting. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. Ping, ping. Okay. Go ahead. Man, where's body armor? You can't hurt me. <sighs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's basically a shooting gallery, except you're slashing instead of shooting. Um, and it's got 3D fruit, and by 3D, I mean it's polygonal and everything. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a fun little whatever kind of like. Um, I don't have my DS with me, and you know I don't have any real games, so I might as well just slash the, th- the shit out of fruit. Um, I can't help but feel like I would enjoy it more with a stylus. I know that sounds kind of superficial, but like I maybe this is just me getting used to you know swiping on a touch screen. Uh, I was never big on using my finger on my DS screen unless it was to hit buttons, um, and. This is kind of no different. I, I feel like the precision required to slash the fruit sometimes because they throw bombs at you, and if you slash the bombs, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Um, the precision required to sometimes slash the fruit and not slash the bombs at the same time um, or catch fruit right before they fall off the screen because you're only allowed to drop three fruit before it's game over um, is, is too much for a finger. And pardon, pardon me for, for, for speaking like it may, it may sound a little bit dirty out of context, but let you know, we'll brush that on the rug. Um, yeah. I was but, just about to say, <laughs> finger, <laughs> finger. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. I, I just, I, I kind of, and maybe it's stupid to carry around a droid with a stylus or an iPhone with a stylus or whatever. But the bottom you line is, stylus. Huh? Uh, can, can well, you, you can't. Stylus you, you can't. You, you have to get a. You have to get a capacitive. It's a capacitive screen. So if anything, you have too? to. Yeah. So you'd have oh, okay. the droid is basically an iPhone. That that's with it's a, basically with an iPhone with yeah, a keyboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not trying to disparage. <laughs> no, I know. It. I know. I know. It, it, and if I were to disparage it, I would say the fact that it is better because it is. But haha. <clears throat> um, anyway, Ninja is a game center game. It's too bad the Droid doesn't have game center because then we could be game center friends. It has faint, and we're we're faint friends. We are, but I don't really want to get Fruit Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to mention Austin. You know that you could um, like wave your not wave but like brush your finger all around and make these like non-standard slashes on the screen yeah but that's like that's like that's like playing medios the wrong way yeah i know with fruit ninja aren't you supposed to like like separate it into certain parts like if you just slash randomly wouldn't you actually fail no no 
Is there different modes? Because I thought there was a part where you had to, probably like, different modes. Yeah, but is there like I've, a classic mode? Yeah, I've only been playing the classic mode. Oh, because yeah, mode. I think there's one where you have to like actually like kind of like section off pieces of fruit to like make like certain equal parts or something like that. I mm-hmm. think I heard that. Unless I'm thinking of a different game, but right. but you know, so I'm playing it and it's you know it's cute and it's fun and everything. Um, and then I also got Angry Birds, which is free for Droid. Um, it's it's ad supported with like a little dinky ad in the corner, and I'm like, if it's between looking at these ads and paying for it, I don't think I'll ever have to pay for Angry Birds because I'm perfectly happy with how it is right now. Um, it works just like on the iPhone. Um, you know, you pull a slingshot and you shoot birds and they kill pigs. Um, Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. Uh, just re- regarding the ad thing, because you made me, uh, that's something I always been wondering. Like, do you feel like if you get a certain amount, even though you have the ad version and you're fine with it, do you feel like if you get enough enjoyment out of it that you would pay like the 99 cents or whatever just to help support the developers? Because like, I feel that way with certain iPhone games where like, like there's a the Scrabble variant wars with friends on the iPhone and like it would normally I think like three bucks or something. But when it was on sale for 99 cents, I had the ad version support ad supported version at the time. And I was like, you know, I like this game so much. I'm going to just even though I don't need the paid version, it's on sale for 99 cents and I want to show some support. So I paid it. Like, do you feel like that's something you might do with Angry Birds? Because I paid 99 cents for Angry Birds because uh, I got so an- much enjoyment. With Angry Birds specifically, um, not not to sound like an asshole, but no. OK, Um but like it, it, to support a developer, like if the, the if the point is to support a developer and they and they are doing fine with an ad version, like they are actually like the ads are serving their purposes and they're getting a, an influx of revenue, um, and and they're clearly doing well. And I know this, then I'll let it be. If they're still having a little bit of troubles with the ads, then I will support them. And and maybe that sounds like a like a really snooty way to go about it, but like I, I don't, no, I'm not I gonna, mean, I'm ha- not gonna drop yeah. my money just on on everything, you know. Like I was I just curious because to- yeah, like I mean the ad supported version is there for a reason, so it's like you don't have to feel obligated or whatever. I was just curious right. how you did feel about it. Like the and the the other thing, of course, is that like for for all the mobile games that I've played so far, they still and this is something I would I might talk about later if we have enough time, but. The bottom line is, is I'd rather have all this stuff on a DS, and furthermore, I'd rather play the games that I have on my DS than these games. So this is all this stuff is really just kind of a distraction, a kind of nice to have. Otherwise, I just read like a book that I have on my Kindle app on on my Droid. Then, like, it's no big deal. Like, if I don't have my DS with me, I'm not going to panic and be like, I need to play a video game. I'm going to pull out my phone, you know. And I. Again, I, I hate to sound a bit dismissive, but like I, I truly believe that you know there will never come there, sh- and there should never come the day where the only portable games we have are on our phones or smartphones or whatnot, and are only casual games. And and because like the bottom line is, I don't have as much fun with these games as I do with the games that I'm used to playing. Right, um, I agree with that. I mean, like I definitely don't want all my portable games to be on my phone and stuff, but uh. I mean, they're not all casual either. Obviously, like I said, Game Dev Story is definitely not a casual game. Um, but uh, right for now, until like something like the 3DS is something you know new and innovative. So like when that comes along, yeah, then I'll probably pull me back away from my phone. But with what's the on offer now, I feel like my phone is actually to me personally is a, is the superior option. Yeah, I can't really get that because I'm not going to get Professor Layton or Phoenix Wright on the phone or on the droid yet. Technically, when it you comes, could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, technically, technically you could, but it's not. It's not right. there. Like, you could have certain games on certain platforms. They're not there, period. Like, someone tried to make the argument with me, like, Mad World would be better on the Xbox. That's why I'm not buying it for where I'm like, well, it doesn't exist on the Xbox. So that's, there's, that's a moot point. Yeah. You know, why, why make that argument? 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool that it's cool that these developers are starting to spread out with their platforms and not just stay within the iTunes. Uh, the App Store ecosystem, and and again, this is not to rail against. No, 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 no. no I'm Let sorry, I'm laughing. No, no, I'm like, not laughing at you. I'm laughing because I tried to walk. I'm standing up now, and I tried oh. to walk away, and my headphones are connected to my speakers. <laughs> Good job. But like, my my microphone's longer than my headphones. Go ahead. But I, I just think that like, and one of the reasons why I'm always snarky about Apple is is just how controlling it is with everything they do. You know, developers, if we're talking about supporting developers and developers getting support, not only from us, but from from the platform holders as well, then like really, bless you. Thank you. Uh, I don't have a mute button. Yeah, (laughs) I do, but not accessible. Go ahead. Go ahead. If we're talking about like developer support, then really like Apple is one of the biggest enemies because they control everything. They want everything to be the way they want it to be. And like the way that they handle stuff on their PCs, which is completely different, I know, than the phone market, is, is just kind of – there's a great article on Ars Technica which, dis, which talks about both why Windows sucks and why Apple sucks. It's a very snarky – that he doesn't really say that like, oh, yeah, Windows and Apple and, and Apple OS is both really suck and I hate them. It's like, no, they both are, have merit, but like we're going to talk about why like some of the issues that they have are really big issues. And one of the biggest Apple issues is the way they control shit. Like they don't like third party. They don't. They're like Nintendo used to be in the in the GameCube era. They don't. They they seem to not like third parties, right? They seem to like be like, well, we're just going to control everything the way that we want it to be. And if you know, if it doesn't really benefit you as a third party developer, oh well, I don't give a shit because I'm Steve Jobs and I can do whatever I want. And so, like the whole point of this is that like it's it's great to see that other devices. Like the Droid, like an Android OS, not just a Droid, but like an Android OS powered phone, or hopefully a Windows Seven powered phone, are, is getting more support because, like, to to have everybody stuck on that one platform under Steve Jobs's whim, like, would be atrocious to me. Like, I that and that's one of the reasons, not why I don't want an iPhone itself, because there are other reasons for that, but just why I kind of anytime an Apple thing comes out, I'm not interested in because I know I'll be locked into their ecosystem, and I don't want that. Um, Same which, here. Which kind of brings me to, like, I was reading all this shit about Windows Phone 7, and I kind of want to try a device that has Windows Phone 7 on it now because of the way the interface looks. Like, the interface looks like it blows both the iPhone and Android OS out of the water. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen that, but I'm a really big fan of the way the Zune interface works. Um, and I have, I've never seen a Zune, or I, and I haven't seen the Windows 7 interface. I, I should say the Zune software, because my Zune doesn't support the latest interface because it's not a Zune HD. Um my fear with that is that Microsoft will try to control it the way that Apple does its own thing. But like the Xbox Live stuff really sounds kind of cool. Like like little things that I don't want to buy the phone for, but just like, hey, if I'm playing an Xbox game and someone messages me, I, I don't play with a headset on. I, I, I don't like the chatting. I don't like the way that it's... I hate that shit. So I just turn, I just, I mean, turn it off. So if I'm playing a game and someone like sends me a message on live, I'm going to want to respond via text. But then pausing and going to the stupid menu to to enter in all those letters is really annoying. I hate using that in-game key, in-dashboard keyboard. But at the same time, pausing it and running all the way back to my PC. Well, it's my PC's in the same room, but still. Like, getting up, going to my PC, loading up Xbox.com, finding my friend, finding the message, and sending the message back to him is also annoying. And there's this little, like, there's this little app on the, on the Windows Phone 7 where you can just basically load it up and type your message out on the phone and then just keep playing um little conveniences like that again not gonna that's not gonna make me want to buy the phone but it's just little things that if i had one 
um, I think I think is pretty interesting and, and pretty convenient. And obviously, everything that you um, every achievement point that you gain on a Windows Phone Seven game gets added to your gamer score. So uh, I guess points whores will have a field day with that one. Um, and actually, the only real reason why I had the Windows Phone Seven Xbox Live stuff here in my notes, yes, I took notes this week, is because <laughs> the article that talked about them was say like there was this quote about like. Oh, so we think that the goal, like uh, this was on Anon Tech, um, and he said, we think the goal of these mobile games is to replace the DS and the PSP. And that point, the price point is going to become $30, so they need to start putting effort into it. I immediately read that. I was like, no, I do not want that. I do not want these phones ever to replace my DS or PSP. I need buttons. I'm sorry. I need a D-pad. I need buttons. I don't want this stupid keyboard wannabe shit, even though it's better than a, an on-screen keyboard. Like, no, I don't ever want that to happen. And I think I already brought that up when I was talking about Angry Birds. So there. Um, Wow, that's more that's more mobile than I've talked about ever. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting back to real games that matter. Um, hey, <laughs> no, I'm serious. These are the only games that really matter to me. And actually, the funny thing is, I'm going to start off with a game that doesn't really matter. Uh, the Conduit. I got back into it uh, just because I want to beat it before I throw it away because that game is just so like mediocre. Um, for anyone who is, again, under a rock, The Conduit is one of the Wii's only hardcore shooters, first-person shooters, aside from Medal of Honor Heroes 2 and other such games which are better than The Conduit. Um, I think my problem with The Conduit is that it's just some stupid generic alien shooter, uh, which I guess is no worse than the stupid generic World War II shooter. But I I feel like the, the level design in this is so, so like, high school. And what I what I mean by that it's so it's just so like so entry level so basic they they do these things where you have to find like every so often there's a locked door and you have to find six switches and activate them wow we're in t- this what was this game released in t- 2008 mm-hmm. we're in 2008 we're releasing a current gen console game that still makes you run around and find eight switches in a hallway to open the door at the end really are we that like juvenile like, no disrespect to High Voltage, which did a great job with the graphics engine. It's a beautiful game 75% of the time. Uh, the other 25%, it's just a little dull. It's, it's not bad. It's just a little dull. But, like, most of it, it's, it the normal mapping looks great. Um, the lighting effects are really good. Uh, it's a solid-looking game. And kudos for them making kudos to them making a control scheme that really works. Like, I, I still don't get people who are like, oh, shooters on Wii don't work. Because I, I'm playing this just fine. Maybe, and I'm not good at games. And if I can make this thing work without a hitch, and you can't, what are you doing wrong? I, I, I like I honestly can't figure it out. Um, it I don't know that maybe it's just me, but like yeah. Otherwise though, this game like so the the little switches that you have to activate are invisible, and you use this stupid thing called the all-seeing eye to basically like it. it you shift your weapon. It's kind of like the flashlight in Doom Three, if you remember that. Like you can't hold a flashlight and a weapon at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. So you bring this stupid all-seeing thing, all-seeing eye thing up, and you, you point it at walls to uncover these switches. And when you uncover the switches, you have to pull the trigger, and the all-seeing eye activates the switches. And then, oh, the door, like, the door gets unlocked. And it's not even like the switches are throughout, like, maybe this is for the better, but it's not like the switches are throughout the entire level. Like, it's always, like, within one hallway. So it's just like, okay, this door's locked. I just need to go down this one hallway and unlock all the switches. So maybe it's better because then you don't, like, go to a door, find out it's locked, and have to backtrack all the way. But on the flip side, this makes it completely boring. And, like, a why why is this mechanic even here? Yeah, I can, I can already see that. It's like, what, like the main thought of 
Oh, oh, why not just go down the hallway and go through the why not area? Just, why unlock the? Why make the door locked in the first place? Right. And to me, it, it seems like an excuse to pull out the all-seeing eye, which is their gimmick in this game. I don't even know why it's a gimmick because all it does is unlock switches and like. <laughs> okay, so it unlocks switches. Like there are some invisible alien landmines that you can detect with this thing, and you have to deactivate them with the thing. And then there's this kind of like stupid rotating puzzle that you can activate with it. Again, it's only there so you can point it at walls and point it at things. And that in and of itself feels to me like it's an excuse to just wave the Wiimote around. So it's like <laughs> the only reason it's there is to make to be like, oh, we're making use of the Wii remote because not only do you shoot with it, you have to point this all-seeing eye thing at it. And oh, look, the all-seeing eye has all sorts of normal mapping on it. And oh, look, the all-seeing eye emits a light. So we have lighting effects. And it's like, okay, so you've basically put a tech demo in my hand that does nothing. Why? And it kills the pacing of the game because then it's like, okay, I have to pull this thing out. I'm not talking about my Johnson. I have to pull this thing out and and point it at things, whatever. And it's just like, why? It's really stupid. And then they're like, like, barring that, they're all these like, oh, destroy 30 seed pods because there's an alien infestation in the sewer. So you have to destroy 30 egg sacs. And then, like, there's an alien, big alien tentacle thing that's that's um, holding Marine One down in the White House when the president's trying to escape. Oh, destroy seven nerve pods to let the helicopter go, it, it, or or pull seven valves to make the water flow happen. It's stupid shit like that. Again, well, this is 2008. Are we really, are we really like putting this like juvenile like level design shit in there? Like the the old school shooter stuff that I want is I'm going to run down a hallway and shoot the shit out of people and not have to reload. Not the, I need to find the key card or I need to find the valves or I need to destroy five of these things. Like that should stay in the past. And, mm, yeah. and the fact that like this is, this was being touted as like this high profile, Wii first person shooter, blah, blah. I'd rather just go and play modern warfare on Wii then if, if, if that's the case, like I'd rather play something that at least, you know, has some tightness to it and, and eschews the old stupid standards for newer stupid standards, like Infinispawn. Like, I'd rather put up with Infinispawn than, than, than look for stupid switches. And, and it, it kind of, it's kind of aggravating that there's certain outlets that, that review this game highly and just kind of ignore the fact that, hey, this game is stuck in the past. Uh, I will say the weapons are really cool, but I, I, I honestly feel like I'm hoping that the Conduit 2 improves upon this because Red Steel 2 apparently improved way upon, like, the bullshit that was Red Steel 1. Hmm. Like, they took the concepts and they made, like, have you seen, like, I, I don't know if you saw it at PAX East uh, when when they were demoing it at the Ubisoft booth, but, like, I was watching a quick look on it, I was watching videos on it, I was reading about what it does, and it sounds like it really does improve greatly upon Red Steel. Like, it says, it, it threw out all the shit that made it bad and was like, all right, no, we're going to make this a good actual game and not just a tech demo. And that's what I feel the Conduit needs to do. All right, the Conduit 2 needs to do. It needs to take the engine that they use and actual, actually get a game designer to program it. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's kind of frustrating that every... And you know what? I'm going to call them out. Like, um, for all the news that they come out with first, like, I feel like the Nintendo guys at IGN kind of like when there's something like the conduit come out they champion it and that's great but when the actual final product isn't that great it's not a good thing like they were championing and the conduit was like oh this is a you need a hardcore Wii shooter like you've been clamoring for it well you should support this game agree but this game isn't the one to support because it's not that good yeah but oh it got an 8.6 or whatever the fuck they gave it uh, you know so it's it's a little it's a little aggravating um 
the game that I will champion um, that is from the same publisher and part of the whole like, oh, we're Sega. We're giving hardcore Wii games to the audience. I got back into Mad World, and um, I'm not going to talk too much about that because, Al, I think you and I have talked about that at length. But I yeah, finally – a time ago. Yeah, a real long time ago. I, I finally beat Rin Rin. Uh, I think like – and that increased my hour count from 55 minutes played to one minute, one hour and 22. <laughs> but in reality, I have been playing that game for like like – all told, maybe like four or five hours. It's just that I suck at it. So like the game counter only counts uh, the time you spend successfully beating it. So like if you die and get a game over, it's not going to count that time. Oh. So that's how come I only had 55 minutes to that game, even though I had been playing it for like three hours before, and now it's at 122. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that it gets that there's a little bit more variety in the levels because I'm starting to find that. Like the best, and maybe this is my own fault for not being so ingenious, but the best combo I can get is trumpet, lamppost, tire, rosebush. If 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 you remember that well enough, Al, like like you can you stab them in the, you stab them in the eye with a trumpet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you you. you stab- oh wait, wait, isn't it like you you stab them with a trumpet, but it, it's you stab them in a place where it still makes a sound with his air yes. coming out. Yeah, so when when you hit them, it goes. Burp, burp. Yeah. Um. No, like so. So I get a tire or or an oil drum, and I I slam it on them on their torso, right. so they couldn't move. Then I take a trumpet and stick it in their eye. Then I take the lamppost and stick it through their head. Ew. Yeah, you love it. Uh, and then I pick them up and and smash them into a rose bush. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And like that's awesome, but they keep on saying like, oh, you can get up to like, I, I think it was like what I got was like hardcore violence. But there are like even they're even like nastier ratings, and I I can't figure out for the life of me how to get them. I'm like, are there other weapons I can use? Are there other whatever like I need to? And I, I for the life of me, I couldn't in the Chinatown district in Asia Town. I couldn't like think of any better combo unless like the bus came running through and I threw them under the bus while they had the trumpet and the lamp and the lamppost and the oil drum on them. So I'm I'm wondering like how far are you in the game? Does do do they throw more shit at you that you can use? I finished the game. So do does it get more varied than just like four hitters i think rarely it does um i don't really remember anymore but i'm pretty sure that there are some places where there are different things that you can use to increase the multiplier like you didn't do the um the the undead stage uh no the only ones i had the only uh stages i have open so far are varigan city and um and asia town asia town i, I yeah, think i have cause... to go back to varigan city and um and beat someone else before i can move on okay i think i'm um, not sure when you get to the castle uh then the, the game starts getting like crazy it, it gets kind of tough and you start to get like a lot more options there as well right i also i also just love the fact that uh that marcus phoenix slash bender is one of the voices announcing it oh yeah um, it does. It really does get repetitive. Though. They should have done a much better job of like sitting them down and making them record more lines of dialogue. Like if they had to compress the audio, fine, fuck it, just do it. But mm-hmm. like him saying the same thing over and over again is like you know, like when I'm fighting Rin Rin, they said like they said like you know why knock her up? What use is that? What what point is that going to serve? And he's like, I didn't say knock her up. I said knock her out. And they say that like they said that like seven times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on. I don't recall that much repetition. But then again, um. You probably knew how to beat her, and like I took like fifteen minutes to just figure out how to beat her. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember being in the boss fights for that long. Like some of the later boss fights, I was in there for a while, and I do remember some repetition. Like there was one where you had to 
do some crazy shit to do something with a robot and and do the robot in and then the, the the rockets and shit. You are giving I don't Pete, even remember. You are giving Pete a massive erection with all this robot talk. Robot, robot, robot. <laughs> that what was that? Was that you stretching or something else? No, I gotta go was... wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yogurt. Um. I also want to amend what I said about Lunar Nights last week. I said that the combat was like sluggish and shitty. I actually went back and tried to really button mash it again, and it works. I don't know what I was doing before, but it wasn't working before when I complained about it. And now that I actually <laughs> button mashed it's So working. it is like Zelda. So it is kind of, yeah, it, it is like Zelda, but because it's a three-hit combo, it's not just like I can slash and slash and slash. It's like... You still have to use timing? Well, you don't have to use timing with your thumb. Like when you're like, because like I said, you can button mash your way through it, but like in the game world itself, like it's timed. So you have to be cognizant of how much time each strike takes so that you don't leave yourself vulnerable if someone's about to attack. So if someone looks like they're about to hit you, you do a one, two, and then block. You don't do one, two, three because that third strike leaves you vulnerable. Whereas in like Zelda, there is no three hit combo, it's all the same slash. So you, you don't have a vulnerability time. You know what I mean? I'm very bad at games where you have to block because I never block, I just uh, fucking hit. Um, you don't, but the thing is you don't have to block. I mean, I'm just saying that like it would benefit if you, you know, hit, like you could just know. hit I'm him just once, walk point. away, hit him once, walk away. Um, I, I, sometimes I forget that I have a shield that I can use to block. So there you go. Um, but I I'm will say Jeff Gersman school of that thought where if you spend more time attacking, then you don't have to worry about defending cause they're dead. <laughs> this is, this is very true. Um, but like th- there is, there is a little subtle bit of like, you know, attack, stick and stick and move, stick and move. Yeah, because they don't just like come at you mindlessly. Um, but the space battle is something else that I want to say about that. Like the the other annoyance about the touchscreen control, if you don't remember, if people don't remember, Al, you weren't here last week, uh, or yeah, last week when I was talking about it. But you have to touch your ship to move it. So you drag your ship around, but you also touch the screen to shoot. So it's kind of like it's kind of played from the space Harry perspective, if you can imagine that. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's really annoying. The other and the you other shoot reason. Every time you move. Well, it's not that. It's that you touch your ship and you drag it to move around. Mm-hmm. But you touch the screen to shoot. What that ends up doing, and that actually answers your question directly, uh, which I didn't even say last week because I didn't realize that was, a comp- that was the issue until I actually tried it, is that you can't shoot while you're moving and you can't move while you're shooting. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. And that's doubly annoying. So, like, I wish they had just to- 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 taken those space battles out. It's stupid. Um, you can change the weather in the game, which I, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Like the weather effects can change the way you traverse stages. So there's this one stage that has a puddle of water that you, a puddle, a big pool of water that you can't cross. When you change the climate to desert, the water evaporates so that you can cross it and you know get some treasures. Uh, likewise, you can change it to a windy climate to make a parasail work so that you can glide across gaps. And I think that's pretty cool, except for the fact that you have to leave the level and go to someone's house to ask him to change the weather. You can't just do it on the fly. That's really annoying. And to exit a level, you have to pay money unless. Mm-hmm. Like if if I go all the if let's say I go through the first level, there's a treasure box that I can't get to because it's blocked off by a weather by a certain thing that needs a weather effect, or a blo- uh, yeah a weather effect let's say. So the way that I have to spend money is I go through the level, it's all the way in the deep into the level. I realize oh shit I need it to be the desert climate because I need this water to go away. Let me use my little whistle to exit the level. Well, using that whistle, it's not really a whistle, but that's what I'm gonna call it. Using that whistle costs a hundred. Credits, a hundred soul, which is the money there, mm-hmm. um, which I think, I, which I think is really asinine. Like, just let me exit the level. <laughs> Otherwise, I have to walk all the way back to the beginning, and that's really stupid. Um, 
And then it's stupid because either I spend money or I walk all the way back to the level. I ask the guy to change the weather. Then I go back into the level and walk all the way back to the point that I have to get to. So at least, like, let me save the trip out of the level and not make me pay for it. It's really stupid. It's not like Assassin's Creed where you can just run into people and steal their money and then use that to, to, to do a fast travel across the map. Because money is not as readily, readily available in that game as it is in Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm constantly at, like, a one to 2,000 um, soul level unless i sit there and grind and so a hundred sol is somewhat of a big deal yeah because like a, a lot of the it's armor tax. yeah a lot of the art it's tax square enix tax even though it's not square enix a lot of the you know armor and stuff costs like two to three thousand sol so every little bit counts um but otherwise like it's it's solid i'm not gonna say it's great but it's a solid game i don't know how much i'll stick with it um, but it's, it's, it serves as a good distraction from like plants versus zombies and other games that have been like pulling me back. And I, I have to admit so, a little, a little bit last weekend, I picked up guitar hero too, just a little bit. Oh man. I, I was played, thinking about playing all the PlayStation two guitar heroes. Played two or three day. songs, just two or three songs. Um, the last thing when guitar hero was good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last thing, the last game that I'll talk about is I, I got back into crisis yesterday and the, the reason why I did that is for something else I'll talk about for like three minutes really quickly afterwards. But I, I finally got up to the tank level that you were talking about, Al. Ah, uh, yes. The tank so level. It's the one where you start off on the rail, right? Uh, like on the train rail? Uh, the railroad, sorry. The railroad tracks? No, you must be further off than me. What tank level are you talking about then? Um, where I you're know in there the... was tanks and railroads in fucking crisis. Yeah. Well, now you do. And when you're in the, the Korean camp and you have to... Um, and infiltrate the camp and get to um oh it's man an alien tank and like alien railroads no no there's no aliens yet this is still in the beginning but Oops, you infiltrate spoilers the... <laughs> everybody knows about the aliens yeah uh you infiltrate the base and when you get oh you have to get to um uh the the girl who's captive and when you get to the girl then the place gets assaulted by tanks um I want you to destroy the tanks. The girl tells you that there's archaeologists in some other area, and then you start to head off to the other area. That's where I am now. Okay, what is your save file called? Because when I booted up yesterday, my save file was called Assault. Yeah, I, I think I might have just made it to Assault. That that was recovery. Uh, did, did, you, did you ever have to get to a point where you had to take out um, anti-aircraft guns with C4? No. Which is pretty much in every first-person shooter ever. <laughs> no, um, you're definitely farther along than I am. I'm, so, I'm honestly, uh, I think my timer is like two hours. Okay, I am controlling a tank. Oh shit! And it is fucking awesome because everything in Crisis is awesome. Okay, everything gameplay related in Crisis is awesome. Everything outside of the gameplay is shit. Like the story is stupid. The aliens are stupid. Like the it's 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 real. I shouldn't say it's stupid, but it's very typical of every other shooter out there. And so, like, that's probably why it's people uninspired. don't give a shit about it. It's completely uninspired. Crytek is probably, like, some of the worst when it comes to actually crafting something interesting. Because I don't know if any, if any of you guys played Far Cry. But it, be, it goes from, like, just a, a mercenary shooter on an island to, like, facing off against these, like, Congo, King Kong-type monsters. And it's, like, <laughs> really stupid. But the game itself is so much fun that I do not care. This is a perfect example of why I think, like, why I really don't give a shit about story and games unless it's really good. Is because, like, if the game is, if the game works, I don't care. And people shouldn't care. And that's, re- it's really unfair that people are like, this game doesn't have a good story, I'm not gonna play it. It's like, no, games have to play well first. Um, soapbox over. 
But yeah, it's like Crytek is like, oh, every game of ours is going to have some secret island. Far Cry was on an island. Crisis is on an island. And and Crisis 2 is going to be in Manhattan, which also is an island. Um, ah, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no. yeah, I'm installing Far Cry. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to wait till the podcast is over. I'll install okay. Far Cry. I installed Unreal and Unreal Tournament while I was on a podcast with Pete. It should be fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I like everything. And, and this, I, I never thought I'd say this because I'm also a guy who's just like, you know, graphics whores, fine, but like they don't affect gameplay that much unless they are bad. But everything just seems better because it looks so good. Like blowing up tanks in Crisis is awesome because it looks so good. Blowing up helicopters in Crisis is awesome because it looks so good. Watching someone calling an air call in an airstrike to destroy a, a battle cruiser looks awesome, and therefore it is better than in every other game that I've played. Like <laughs> it's because the sense of catharsis that Crisis spits out at you is so much more heightened than in most other games until like games that came after it were like started to look better like modern warfare 2 like like looks really good i I still don't think it looks as good as crisis does on on the highest specs which obviously i'm not running at but like but it's still you know ever since crisis was just like we kick ass everyone starts to kick ass which which i think is a good thing um but the tank, the tank sequence is awesome. Like I just, I find myself being the t- the sneaky type of player. Like there's some who use the speed and the strength a lot to jump and run away or run towards and like throw people around. I've always been and probably will always continue to be like the guy who just kind of like sneaks around and snoops and then like some some guy at the place I used to work called it snoop and poop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just sneak around and like just pop him in the head. Um, yeah, you know I play Crisis like that too, um, and I, I think it's. You know, it's it's great that you can play the game in either like a balls out run and gun kind of way, or a um, snoop and poop <laughs> kind of way. Um, but yeah, like so, uh, the one thing about it is is that I I would get shank a little spank, shank and spank. Uh, I would get a little frustrated because I'd run a little bit and then have to recharge my invisible shield and then run again and then recharge and then run again. But it's not a problem with the game; it's just the way that I chose to play it. So I'm not going to blame the game for it because, like, I could totally choose to to play it like Call of Duty and like take cover, shoot, take cover, shoot, go forward, shoot. Um, but I like getting the drop on people, and this is when I'm gonna. This is the last point I'm gonna bring about bring up about Crisis is that I wish it were more brutally violent. Um, mm. In the sense, yeah, it would make that, the stuff a lot more satisfying. Yeah, in the sense that, well, not only that, but like everything else looks so hyper realistic that when and this is this is something that I did like for five minutes yesterday. Like I armed a shotgun. And I went invisible, and I and I went up to an encampment where they were totally unaware of my uh, of my presence before. And like there was a guy manning a manning a, an auto gun, an auto turret, not an auto turret, just like a turret. Mm-hmm. He was sitting behind a, a a sandbag, a bunch of uh, a bunch of sandbags. Bag of sand. Bag of sand. It feels <laughs> like bags of sand. Uh, so I, so I hid behind the other side of it, stood up, and shot him directly in the face with a shotgun, and then crouched again. Because my my shield went off and like that alerted the others, so basically it was just like crouch, pop up, shoot, crouch, invisible. Let the other person come. Pop up, shoot, invisible. So it was basically like a like like a like a go like I was like a gopher in like a whack a mole. Right. Like I was just popping Except up, popping you up, popping were up, whacking up. them. And I was whacking them, and it was it was it was like great cathartic fun because it was like, hey, look at me. I'm like like they can't see me, but yet all their friends are falling. And they keep running towards me, and I keep shooting them in the face with this shotgun. But because everything else looks so hyper-realistic and their heads weren't getting blown off, it, it felt weird. Hmm. It's kind I was of gonna like, say it would be so much better if there were like gaping holes in their head every time you it, let that shotgun go and off. And not necessarily because I like gore, 
but like even though it can be fun in games like Mortal Kombat, it's not because I want gore and I need to have it, but it just it 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 would fit within the context of a game that that treats everything else so real. Like if you can knock down trees, you know, and whenever you blow up a helicopter, it's not a scripted explosion. Like pieces of the helicopter fall on the stage. So like to to see these guys getting shot and no blood coming out, you know what I mean? That it's kind of mm-hmm. a jarring difference. It's kind of like way back in in the Medal of Honor Allied Assault days, which I just reinstalled because it's an awesome game. Um, like everything, like this was the first time that like World War II was really, really well represented on in a video game because Medal of Honor on PlayStation was blocky and whatever. They did the best job they could with it, but like this was the first time things looked smooth. But they don't bleed when you shoot them, so it 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 took it took it kind of takes you out of it. Um, but yeah, otherwise, Crisis like. It's one of those things that I don't play enough because it's on my PC and like I'm not home enough to play it. Yeah, but I same. I can't wait to finish it and try playing it in a totally different manner. Like or playing like, Crisis Warhead. Okay, uh, that's right. You which you got me for my birthday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, or Christmas. I forget. I forget. One or two. But, yeah, but I, I totally want to play it in a different way. Um, and it's it's exciting. It's an exciting game for me at least. And I I hope that Crisis Two. Is it dumbed down for you know consoles? But they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to because I think no. I, I think uh, at this point, like developers have found their way how to how to develop for consoles to make shit look really good. I'm, again, Modern Warfare Two looks great. Um, I also it makes I, I want I can't remember if I bought Far Cry Two on Steam, uh, but I want to play that too because that's supposed to be another kind of kind of open worldish game, right? Don't you own it, Al? Yeah, it happened on Steam. Uh, it, I played about an hour of it, and yeah, it's a little open worldish. I do not little. own. It. I do not own it. Sad face. Um, I thought I did. I don't know. Anyway, so the reason why I played Crisis, and this is the last thing I'll say before I'm done, um, is because I went ahead and bought a Radeon 6850, which is one of the newest cards that launched by AMD. The reason I did that was to replace the two uh, GeForce 8800 GTSs that I have in my system because the fans are loud, and there are two of them, and it's really annoying. And I don't want to open up I, I i fear doing anything to my pc because those cards are so big and like the second card covers up my sata port so when i tried to install a hard drive i had to uninstall not uninstall but i had to take the card out put the hard drive in put the sata cable in fold it just enough so that it wouldn't get like bent by the card and then put the card back in and that's really annoying mm-hmm. um and i can just you sound like you're falling asleep but i can just imagine mm-hmm. how much maintenance it is to dust that both of them shits and I really just want to open up airflow in my case. Because um, for anybody who's been following PC hardware, which is like all half of you, including Al, like the 6850 Radeon, the newest one, isn't supremely more powerful than the one before it, than the ones before it, but it's also more efficient in terms of power and temperature and noise. And it costs, it, it's very competitively priced. So I'm like, I just want to replace the cards. I don't really want to super, supremely upgrade it. So that's why I'm going for it. And I was basically taking my GTSs for one last ride before I sell them on eBay. <laughs> um, but yes, that's it. Uh, that's all I had to say. Uh, oh, one more thing. OneUp.com had to lay off a few of their writers. So best of luck to them. Uh, anyone I miss, I apologize. But the two ones that stick in my head, uh, Jade Krause and Ray Barnholt, have been laid off from OneUp. And there have been more people as well. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys land on your feet. Uh, Ray Barnholt did this really, really great music podcast for 1UP that he would basically take select cuts from um, more obscure uh, soundtracks, like not the official soundtracks, but like there's this whole like jazz album for Phoenix Wright 
and he he took a, he took a couple of cuts from that and like put it on his show and it's it's kind of like a, a radio show where he just plays music and then talks a little bit about the music that he just played and plays another track talks about it and plays another track um and i feel like you don't really get that unless unless there are people who are doing it like lower key and i just don't know about it like but like from the big media sites you don't get that yeah um, and, this is the first time i'm hearing something like yeah, that and it and it sucks and i'm i'm sorry to see these writers lose their job and i'm sorry to see that podcast go away but hopefully he can do it wherever he lands um but yeah uh Shit's still tough. Mm-hmm. The next time you you know complain about pop up ads on a website uh, on a I'm sorry on a gaming media site or like or you start to flame them, just remember that these guys are real people too, and they don't have enough money to support them, and you're not making it any better. So be nice to them. Be nice. We can't all be IGN and have a lot of money after all. But um, anyway, any other news that you guys want to talk about? I know Minecraft got like a DDoS attack. Oh, it did. Yeah, that's another thing. Minecraft is made by one guy. It's an alpha. The guy is like, I know he's rolling in dough, but he's not rolling in time. So basically, <laughs> there are a bunch of 4chan assholes who fucking, like, spammed it with, like, DDoS, DDoS attacks. And, like, the Minecraft servers are running really, really slowly now. Wow. And it's That's like, ass. yeah, it's like, give the guy a break. It's one guy. Like, they're like, we're doing this because we don't have any updates. I'm like, well, you know what? Why don't you try making a whole world thing by yourself? Like, give him a yeah. break. Even if he never updates it, like, look at all the shit that people have been making on it. Apparently, people are having a lot of fun with it in its current yeah. state. Last thing I read, somebody made a, a scale size uh, Starship Enterprise. Yeah, they did that. And they did Rapture from Bioshock. Somebody else made a dick bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dick um, bridge. But Total yeah, full of dicks. We've, we, total full of dicks. We've basically got 90 seconds left because Pete's recording is about to yeah. end. So does anybody um, have anything more have to a say? Quick hit. Yes. BlizzCon was today and yesterday, and they announced a class for Diablo 3, but no release date and no system requirements, so I'm fucking pissed. I'm sure, I'm sure your system will be able to run it just fine. Uh, well, the thing is, I'm getting a new system, but, I, but the system that I'm going to leave behind for Evelyn, hopefully, we got to talk about it, but I would like for that one to be able to play Diablo 3. Oh, well I'm sure. Is it going to be the parts that you that you don't use anymore after your upgrade? Right, like the board, the RAM. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll hold up fine. Okay. Hopefully. Like I, I'm saying this on the basis that Blizzard, and they you scale. know better than I, is usually really good about that stuff. True. So. Literally ninety seconds now. Ninety seconds left. Al, right. where do you live? Al, where, Al, where do you live? Me? Oh <laughs> shit! SLM2K.blogspot.com and SLM2K.blogspot.com. Deep. Twitter.com slash Riven. Riven.com. Sure. Shark versus octopus.com. www.sharkversusoctopus.com. Go to the sea for some random shit. Um, we'll pit the other shit later. Uh, you know, you, you listen. Yes. <laughs> Lots of shit. <laughs> Woo! Repeat. Ah! Super meat boy, bitch. Ow. <laughs> we out, bitches. How many more seconds do you have left, Pete? 40. <laughs> Quick, we can wow. talk about something. What else got? Duckies <laughs> in duck vaginas are corkscrew shaped, according to Ethan. Uh, I'm just going to stop my recording. Oh, yes, yeah, duck vaginas. Duck vaginas? Duck vaginas? <laughs>